Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. Uh, so we both took sips of our coffees before we mm-hmm. started. Um, do you rinse your mouth after coffee? Like do you wash it out, wash the coffee stain? I mean, that does seem like a sensible thing to do for the sake of your breath and for your teeth. Your teeth. So you don't want like yellow teeth this is after something drinking I coffee only, and you don't want coffee breath. Yeah, became aware of like um, – mm. My went to my dentist the last checkup I had, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is it." I just assumed that. Well, I'm old now; my teeth are yellow. And he's like, "Do you drink coffee?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Do you rinse your mouth after each cup?" And I'm like, "No." And he's like, "Well, if you do that, that'll help. We can get this yellow stain off, but you need to. It's not a. It's not a bloody pantomime treasure map. <laughs> you need to take the stain <laughs> off your teeth. And so now I'm so paranoid about it. Like I'll sip my coffee, but I'm like. Am I taking too long to drink this coffee? Is the rinse at the end going to be ineffective because I'm slowly sipping my coffee while I'm flicking through this website or whatever it is? Well, here's what I will tell you. that like The things that stain your teeth the most are all the things that I enjoy the most. <laughs> eating dog shit. <laughs> Number one, eating fresh, disgusting dog shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The, the only downside of that is that it stains your teeth a bit, unfortunately. <laughs> Otherwise, actually makes your breath smell better than coffee and cigarettes. So weed, coffee, tea, like all these things are that are probably, if you're making the Will Anderson like food pyramid, most of the things. <laughs> That's what I want to see in schools next to the food pyramid is the Will Anderson, right next to that is the Will Anderson food pyramid. Just a marijuana leaf, a cup of coffee, a pile of tobacco. <laughs> and it does, it just stains, it, it, like it's, it, like I mean you use tea literally to stain things. Like, you know, when you're putting together that fake old pirate map for the local producer of the Pirates of Penzance, then, you know, they're probably using tea to do the staining in that. So I should be one of those people that's immediately rinsing, brushing my t- – and also the smell. Mm. Like I, I wonder – because you know that during like the pandemic when everybody was wearing masks, yeah. could- there was this real – um, people were saying, oh, I didn't know my breath smelled so yeah. bad, but now that I'm breathing my breath in and out all the time – I don't know because I should on paper have terrible breath and I'm sure that at times that I do have terrible breath, you know, post any of those things that give you terrible breath. But I either have an immunity to my own breath, like in the way that some people aren't turned off by their own farts. Like I I think that I have some sort of immunity to my own bad breath because I can't think that it's that I just amazingly don't have bad breath. I think it's just that I – Probably just can't smell. <laughs> I think that, but it's kind of like it's because you you've had prolonged exposure to your own breath, so of course it wouldn't smell as bad. It's like when you know you you see someone every day and they're like, "Have I put on weight?" and you're like, "I don't think so," and maybe they have, but you can't tell because it's been so incremental. You've gradually gone used to your toxic, toxic breath. I mean, I, <laughs> toxic gob. You know when I really absolutely notice toxic it, gob. and again, this is you know probably uh, when I floss. Mm. Like I think that my teeth are pretty clean and then I'll floss and the odour that brings up when I mm. get into those molars and I mm. crack loose something mm. that's been sitting there for two weeks, I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, that is disgusting. So you're telling me that rotten food smells better? Well, well my father, <laughs> like I've often talked to my dad who was a dentist yeah. and like, you know, he was he. Uh, my memories of him was fairly grouchy, but fair enough. Like imagine mm, staring close. into someone's stinky bloody food hole all day. In some hole that they can't like hold open I mean, well without hurting their face. And food is probably <laughs> the least offensive thing that they're putting in there, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> well, if you got leftover foreskin, Jen, between your molars, then that's a... <laughs> We're off to a good start this day, Bob. I like it. It feels like old school. <laughs> hey, um, I uh, had to catch a cab uh, f- uh, to the airport last week 
And I always like getting your opinion on how you would handle situations. Great. I always like giving my opinion on how you handle situations. So I think I handled this pretty well because uh-huh. it, I think that my initial instinct would have been bad. But okay, so I, I caught this cab and I was in a bit of a, a rush to get to the airport. Um, and I was quite proud of myself, by the way. I got it all together, got the bags packed, you know, made it down, jumped in the cab and was on my way and things were looking pretty good for me to get there and plenty of time to, to get to catch my flight. Um, but I was fumbling around with my, I was putting my, trying to put my he- headphones in uh, so I could listen to a podcast on the way there. And I had my water bottle, my canteen bottle resting between my legs um, so I could fiddle around with my, my head headgear. And what I didn't realize, Will, was that the lid of my water bottle was loose and nestled right between my thighs. So I looked down and I have an enormous wet patch, like right on my groin. Like not yeah. like, you know, when you wash your hands and you split it, spill it on your thigh. You know, well, you know, people could understand. This looks like I've genuinely pissed my pants. Like starts at the crotch and spreads it all the way down, <laughs> down my thighs. So they're dark tracksuit pants I'm wearing, not black, but a sort of a gunmetal gray. And I'm like, well, you know. In the right light, if I move quickly, maybe no one will see this. I can get to the mm-hmm. lounge. Yeah. I can change my pants. You know, no harm, no foul, as I like to say. I'm just going to get into the lounge looking like a guy who's pissed his pants. Yeah. And I actually did think of you because I know that you have like a tremendous fear of soiling yourself in public. <laughs> I mean, what an unusual fear for me to have. <laughs> but it's your greatest fear more than anything. It is. It is my greatest fear, no doubt about it. Uh, and I was like, because in my head, I'm like, you know, it's, uh, it's be such a hassle. You're running late. You don't have time. Just get to the airport. Everyone's busy at the airport. No one's going to be looking at your groin. You'll be fine. But then the voice of Will Anderson floated in and said, Charlie, this could be your greatest shame. <laughs> Everyone's going to look Everyone's at your groin. There's going to be there's going to be some Daily Mail reporter yeah. at the airport because some celebrity is getting into town and they're taking photos. They're taking photos of the people who've come to town for Kyle Sandilands' wedding. Yeah. and you're going to be caught Charlie up. Charlie Pissy Pants, <laughs> former Home and Away actor, now public urinator Charlie Clawson. <laughs> spotted. At it's airport. almost like the opposite. Do you remember years ago there was a photo of John Hamm, like a paparazzi mm. shot in? Oh yeah, with like his yeah with his ham on full Enormous. display. It's just like an enormous hog, just like barely <laughs> like restrained. Smuggling a baguette home. Yeah, like there was an iguana making its way down his thigh. This would be the opposite of that. This would just no. be like total shame. So with the voice of Will Anderson ringing my ears, I uh, asked the cab driver to pull over. I said, sorry, mate, I just need to change my clothes. And so we pull over and I'm trying to do it quickly because I still I don't want to lose any time. It's like a pit cruising. Mm. So I put the bottle on the seat. And um, I get him to pop the boot and I run around and he's pulled over next to this kind of park. Um, so there's not a lot of kind of like, just it's not like a bus stop or anything like that, but there is like construction happening on the next corner. I'm like, oh, God damn it. But, you know, I feel there's a way that you can quickly take your pants off and, and get another pair of pants on without too many people. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're tracksuit pants, so they're easy to, no belt or anything uh-huh. like that, so it's easy to whip off. And I'm basically putting on another pair of tracksuit pants, so that changeover is going to be quite quick. So I'm fumbling around, get the shoes off, and just as I'm reaching in to get my pants, the cab, like, moves forward a bit. You know how, like... Hmm. You know, like people do when they're like, "Oh, I'm hmm. a bit over, I'm, I'm a bit over the curb. Maybe I'll just pull in a bit closer." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, hmm. whoa!" Because I had no pants on. <laughs> the time. Right. I'm actually reaching for a new pair of pants, but he didn't know it because he had the boot up. So he, just, I uh-huh. could have been changing my top. For all, all he knew is, I said, "I just need to change my clothes." So I could have been putting on a jacket, swapping my yeah. t-shirt. He didn't know that you just got out of the cab and taking your pants <laughs> Take off. My- because surprisingly, that's probably not a thing that happens that often. And there's also something bizarre about the sight of someone in their underpants but with their socks still on, because obviously, you know, I kicked my shoes off to get my pants, but I left my socks on. So I'm shuffling after the cab in my underpants. <laughs> chasing, a, chasing a taxi in your underpants and socks. <laughs> my underpants and socks. Oh, well, good. It's good that at least you're doing this to prevent further embarrassment at the airport that somebody <laughs> right? thinks you've pissed yourself. So I get I, – I catch up to the dude. Yeah. I just sort of tap and I say, hey, man, I'm just, I'm just getting changed. And so, you yeah. know, holds those Just got no pants on. Yeah. So I get the other <laughs> pair of pants on and I'm like, you beauty. Like that took all of 20 seconds. Right. We're, we're back on. I go back into the cab and I 
you'd think I would have learnt my lesson. I'd put my water bottle you'd on the seat. Think you would have. I was going to say this oh, when you, you said really? you put your water bottle on the seat, but I figured this is. I figured. You know, like it's it's that equivalent of like when they show you the gun in the first scene. At some stage, the guns are going to come back. Yeah. I said Charlie's made too much of the fact that he's put this water bottle on the seat, and I'm just like, my immediate question was, I wonder if he's gone to the effort of securing the top of that water bottle when he's done this, or. And then I was like, you know what? He wouldn't have introduced it to the story if he wasn't coming back to it. So I'm glad that I recognize yeah. your skillful storytelling structure. Well, let's say it's Strindberg's, uh, yeah. August Strindberg, the, the gun. So Strindberg's water bottle, Strindberg's water can team. Yeah. <laughs> so I come back, it's no longer on the seat. It's toppled onto the floor and they have, he had yeah. that rubber matting. So it's not mm-hmm. like soaked in. There's literally just like an inch of water on the bottom of this oh. cab. And I'm like, fuck. So I said to the guy, I'm really sorry. I said, look, it's just water. I said, have you got a towel or anything? And so he starts handing me like tissues, which soak up about like a drop of water. So I've got like handfuls of tissues and I'm trying to yeah, scoop but the water you, out. You've got a solution for this already, What, the, the, the bottle? No, oh. your pants, <laughs> your other pair of pants, your already damp pants. You grab your pants, your wet pants, you use them to soak up the cab because that is a sacrifice on your behalf. You're right. Like you just I, say, I like, you know, they're, they're, they're already wet anyway. You're going to have to bag them up or whatever in your luggage regardless. So you get your pants, you soak them up. That's a sacrifice to you outside the car, in your bag. That's your solution. Well, I didn't think of that. What I was doing was scooping water out with my bare hands and trying to yeah. mop it up with tissues. And the driver was being very – And what I'm saying is my way's better. Yeah, yeah he's better. <laughs> and would have been faster because that actually yeah, time becomes a factor so much faster. in this because – it's taking me so long to do it. And the cab driver has been very, you know, generous mm. and understanding about it all. He's like, it's fine, mate. It's just water. It's fine. It's fine. And, and also, it's just been such a comedy of errors <laughs> at your end. We're like, you've spilled it on yourself originally, haven't got it on the cab, got out to take your pants off because you're worried. I mean, by now, the water's probably evaporated <laughs> off your pants in the time <laughs> this is all taken, this comedy of errors that you've got yourself involved in. So I'm scooping the water out and I get it down to an acceptable <laughs> level. But now I'm just sort of like, I want to finish the job. Like, you know, I'm not going to leave it just like a sloshing around. So I'm going to damp it up. But then I don't know, like if it was lunch break or whatever, but people start filing past his park. And what do you think when you see a guy on hands and knees, like mopping up the bottom of a cab? What do you think that guy's done? Vomit I've vomited in the cab. <laughs> that I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's right. Like 11 a.m., 11.30 on a weekday <laughs> and there's – Former home and away star, pissy pants. Yeah, wet pants, hands and knees cleaning vomit <laughs> off the back seat of a cab. Literally, like, okay, so I get it out, we get in the cab. The cab does a U turn, we head to the airport. I don't even realize this whole action has taken place in front of a primary school. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see it until we turned away. So if you were someone in that primary school, you would have seen former home and away actor get out of a cab because he's pissed his pants. Then the shame doesn't end there. Then he's on hands and knees scooping what you assume is vomit out of the cab. I mean, it does feel like that. Like if you'd seen it from the distance and you had to put together what was happening based on what you've seen, you would assume that you pissed yourself and then vomited in the back of the cab. <laughs> but I did neither of those two things. In <laughs> so, fact- So you say, maybe this is an elaborate cover story for the fact that you did both of those <laughs> You things. think I'm getting on the front foot for when the Daily yeah. Mail story comes And out. then I realised there was a primary school there. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I mean, the irony being like I carry water with me because I want to stay yeah. healthy and hydrated. But the image, yeah. the impression that any observer would have got from that is that I'm clearly like an alcoholic. It's interesting though, the so the securing of the water bottle, mm. like how often do you spill your water? It's this water bottle. I'm holding it up right yeah. here. So for people on the Patreon, you can see it. So it's actually, it's a good water bottle and it has a magnetized lid. So it sort of self-secures. Mm. But does it though? Well, this is the thing. <laughs> but, well, so what it does is it so the lid adheres to the spout, and that's uh, like a kind of. But that that gives you a false sense of security because you don't have to twist it. So now I'm twisting it, and now it's secure. Um, but so I spill that all the time, like <laughs> <laughs> when I put it in my gin bag, when I'm going places. I often open it, and I'm like, oh god, I forgot to, su- to tie up the bloody water bottle. Do you feel like being constantly hydrated is worth the effort based on that? No, not at all. Particularly as like 
when you get when you're dehydrated, you look heaps better than when you're hydrated. That's the one thing <laughs> I've noticed. Is like after a full day of fluids and stuff, I look kind of bloated. But first thing in the morning, when I'm, my body's like starving and it's dehydrated, I look awesome. Do you think that if I was sipping water all day, because what I tend to find is I'll drink water in big goes. Like, so I'll be doing this podcast and I'll drink like a liter of like or yep. a liter and a half of water or whatever. You'll binge. Of water. Like, yeah. So I'll binge, like, I'll probably drink this much water, like, you know, during this podcast. And then I might do that when I was like, you know, if I'm recording a TV show or if I'm doing like, and, you know, I drink about that much water on stage, like a big bottle, of, you know, like a bottle you've got. That's what I have on stage with me these days. But I don't then for the rest of the day drink heaps of water, I've got to say. So I'm still getting probably like, you know, the, the amount, amount of water of- I'm meant to be getting, but I'm just getting it in binges. Do you think it would be better for me if I was just sipping it throughout the day? Well, I've just found an article called What is the Right Way to Drink Water? <laughs> good. This is good. This is good information for us to be getting in our mid to late 40s. <laughs> yeah. This is from healthshots.com. Uh, okay. Have you been drinking water the right way? Know how oh, to do good. it. I mean, I know like baby boomers cop a lot of shit for thinking that the next generation are idiots, but then articles like this, what else could you think? It's one of those things too where like at least this one isn't accusatory. Like sometimes these headlines are- You've been drinking water wrong, you moron. All you you life, you stupid, stupid idiot. Yeah. It actually goes in through Uranus, not your mouth. Don't you feel like <laughs> well, How did you never learn how to drink water, you absolute <laughs> dog? Uh, do you drink water with your meals? Well, you've been doing it wrong. Know how to drink what? water the right way. Okay. All right. So drinking water seems like a simple task. It does. Which doesn't re- I mean, <laughs> like babies can do it. Like, yeah, which doesn't require much thought. But according to various new studies- um, how and when you drink water has a direct impact on your body. So it is important okay. to get it right. Let's take a look at how to drink water the right way. Uh, we all know how important it is to stay hydrated for normal functioning of the body. The recommended amount of water per day is how many cups, Will? Nine to 11. They've upped it. I, <laughs> I used to think it was six glasses of water a day, right? Well, they're talking about cups, so they're probably talking about an actual, actual unit of measurement, a unit measurement, which would be they'd only be yeah, there'd be probably two cups in every glass. So, like six is probably overs in that regard. If you're having, a, I try a and glass drink two water. liters a day. Three is probably like what you meant to, like if you really want to flush. But I try and drink two. I don't know. Like, isn't there always counted studies that say there's only like you're not meant to drink too like you, you can, can drink drown too your much water. kidneys or something. You can like drown that. yourself by drinking too much water. It's a delicate balance that we've been doing our entire life. I can't believe that I've made it this far without knowing what the rules of drinking water actually are. According to US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, um, guidelines for drinking water. To prevent dehydration, a condition that causes unclear thinking, mood swings, overheating of the body, constipation, and kidney stones, is that since water has no calories, it can also help manage your body weight and reduce your calorie intake when replaced with unhealthy drinks like sweet tea or regular soda. Okay, yeah. Don't drink your calories. That's what they say. Okay, so- I love nothing more than drinking my calories, I've got to say. I had a hot chocolate before every show at the Comedy Festival this year, and it was like one of those Sanchuro hot chocolates that oh, are yeah, just- like a real one. <laughs> they're, they're not hot chocolates. Oh, well, they, they are hot, hot chocolates in the sense that it's literally just hot chocolate, chocolate <laughs> that they've melted, and then you just drink Augustus Gloop style before you go on stage every night. Okay. So, the benefits of water, it maintains body temperature, provides cushioning for your joints, protects your spinal cord and other sensitive tissues, detoxifies the body through urination, perspiration, and bowel movements. Radhi Shetty, a well-known expert, recently shared an Instagram reel with tips on how to drink water right the way. It taught me how much of a difference uh, the way you drink water can have on your overall health. So here's a 101 course to do it right. Right, Number one. This is what I need to know. Always try to drink lukewarm water. Oh, Warm water or hot water actually has the ability to absorb deeper into your tissues. Warm water cleanses and detoxes the body better than cold or normal water. Ice cold water is an absolute disaster for your health as it can give you a cold or cough problems and also dampen your digestion. Warm foods promote digestion while cold foods hinder it. Well, that sucks. I hate lukewarm water. Yeah, me too. It's gross. I mean, room temperature is okay when you're 
doing something like you know where you don't room want to temperature is str- fine, but not warm. That warm warm no, suggests you. like germs and bugs. I'd assume that like bacteria are growing in lukewarm water. Warm's the only type of water I don't like to drink. I like hot water, like in a tea or whatever. I like cold water. Room temperature, I'm fine with. But I, I like. I mean, this one's been in the fridge. I like a cold water. Yeah. Don't tell me that cold water's killing me now. <laughs> also, like lukewarm. Is there any instance in which lukewarm is a positive description? I know it well, can be yeah, a literal you, descriptor. Yeah, like when you. Yeah, so basically, you're saying with the the, the sh- that my comedy show got a lukewarm reception <laughs> from the audience. Yeah. That's not that's not a particularly great review. Um, if they changed the name of it, for instance, like if they called it like. Um, semi-hot or mm. better than cold. <laughs> I mean, in the sense of like a reception in a room, lukewarm is better than a cold reception. Yeah, but what if you got a um, semi-hot reception? If I told you, mm. hey, that audience, they thought you were they gave you a semi-hot round of applause. Mildly hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like lukewarm. Like, I mean, I can imagine yeah, that descriptor sounds like it's a pejorative. Like, you know, warm is fine. Yeah. Like warm lukewarm. Hug, warm bath. Right. Warm bed. Yeah. All those sort of things. There, I'm, I'm in favour of warm. It's the Luke at the start. And what does the Luke mean? Like, what's the definition of Luke? How does that, like, counteract the warm? Is it after a guy called Luke who yeah. was just like, I've got Leo? Let's, let's go down this rabbit hole. Where does Luke. lukewarm come from? I would like to know. Warm yeah. origins. Okay, lukewarm. <laughs> this is a, a whole another website we've just opened. It's, this, this is okay. Lukewarm, a well-known word with uncertain beginnings. Lukewarm is a word that's well known, even if it's not widely used. The term denotes two sentiments: moderately warm or tepid, lacking conviction or half-hearted. There's little question about its meaning, but its origins hold some mystery. Depending on the upbringing, both geographical location and decade, you may have heard a few different variations of lukewarm. The English language blog, Worldwide Words, cites lukewarm as in L-E-W, lukewarm, L-O-O warm, or lukewarm, which is L-E-W-K-E warm, which is sort of like I think how a millennial would describe something that was like cool. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Take a look at my outfit. L-U-L-E-W-K-E, Luke. Totally. Uh, Though these words seem like mispronunciations and distant cousins of lukewarm, they have close ties to the word's etymology. Lukewarm's exact origin is still up for debate, but the most popular theory suggests it first appeared in the late 14th century and was derived either from Dutch or Old Frisian. The term luke, as in L-E-U-K, luke, means tepid or weak. However... As the word blog uh, Sequitica points out, the Dutch word for lukewarm is not luk, but law, L-A-U-W. This has led to some etymologists to link lukewarm to Old English, the Old English word hilu, (laughs) (laughs) which is H-L-E-O-W-E, which means warm. The earliest use of the word uh, word referred to temperature is the 1520s. Lukewarm's definition has shifted to describe people's actions or Efforts. Okay. So that, I mean. That's, okay. Yeah. So it's not after a guy called Luke. <clears throat> no, no, no. Exactly. It's no. spelled completely differently. Yeah. Um, all right. So drink, okay, this is another tip for drinking water. Sit down while drinking water. Standing and drinking disrupts the balance of body fluids. You may accumulate unwanted excess fluidity in your body if you drink while standing up, which can often lead to arthritis. This is baffling, right? Mm. Wouldn't you assume that standing is the most na- more natural position? Like if you go back to kind of primitive man, we didn't have chairs. It's lucky to get a rock you could sit on or a log. I mean, who's sitting and drinking? You're at a lake. You're either squatting or you're standing under a waterfall. The only two ways that primitive man and woman and they were able to consume water. Well, here's – yeah, look, I mean, again, this website feels already – so this like, I mean, I know it said said science and research a whole bunch of times so far, so – like, let's assume, let's give it the, um, you know, the blessing that maybe some of this stuff is scientific in its approach. But it does sound a little like mumbo slash jumbo to I me. I mean, that, 
somehow it's better for you. You to- walk over to your kitchen sink, you get a glass, yeah. you pour yourself a glass of water, you drink standing up at the sink. Mm. Yeah, if you walk to the fridge, get yourself some ice water, apparently you're killing yourself. <laughs> you're giving yourself arthritis and also <laughs> affects digestion like- and the absorption of minerals, which leads to other well, problems. Well, what I will as well. say is I do have arthritis. Right. And I have been drinking water standing up. <laughs> so, I mean, problem. correlation. Cold water <laughs> standing cold up water. too. Yeah. Okay, number three, drink slowly. Now, this is probably pertains mm. to your earlier query. Mm. Drinking water in small sips allows the body to process the nutrients and minerals well. It also makes it easier for our kidneys to process all the fluids. That makes sense to me. But I am much like you. Because when I was sort of like training heavily and you, I, I knew I had to get like at least three liters, it was almost like a chore I wanted to get out of the way. So first thing in the morning, I would force myself to drink like a liter of water, which would hurt. Mm. <laughs> like I didn't like doing it. But I felt like if I got that first liter out of the way, then I could just sort of keep sipping like, you know, smaller grabs for the rest of the day. But it sounds like I was probably doing bad stuff. Um, oh, it's mainly about mineral absorption. Number four, start your day with a glass of boiled water. I've heard oh, this. I've had friends yeah. stay with us who've done this with a bit of lemon. Drink warm water in the mornings as it helps flush out the toxins that have accumulated overnight and cleanses your digestive tract to get it ready for the day. It also increases your metabolism, which promotes weight loss. So I've, yeah, I, I've got friends who do this, and I, I think I've even read recently that you meant to put a bit of lemon juice. In fact, we have so many doctors who listen to this program, can you tell us, is what we're reading yeah. pseudoscience? Is this just mumbo-jumbo? Yeah. Is this, or it feels like, you know what it feels like? It feels like one of those things where these might be all your optimal situations for if you want your mir- you know, your minerals or your whatever to, like, but in a general sense, like maybe if you're just drinking some water instead of drinking Coke, that's, that's good. That's <laughs> I'm just going to do a, a parameter check on this website. I've just typed in COVID yeah. just to see what the hell oh, yeah, works because I think that's – let's, let's get our bearings on yeah. what they think. Okay. Vaccine. Well, no, they seem to think COVID is real. <laughs> um, uh, state of COVID infection may accelerate dementia, how to stay uh, healthy if you go in the office with COVID-19. Okay. All right. So I, I don't think okay. that – I don't right. think it's a Pete Evans site is what I was uh, trying to find out. Their last tip, Will, for drinking water – is avoid having water while eating. Experts strongly recommend that that one should not drink water with their meals. You can have large amounts of water at least an hour before a meal or after meals, but not during the meals. Having too much water near you or near near your meal times can dilute the digestive acids and mess up the proper digestion of foods. If you must drink, then you can take a sip or two at the most during your meals. That's going to fuck up those hot dog eating contests. <laughs> That's all they do, oh, dunking hot here dogs. We, here we go. Uh, I, I've decided that I needed to um, do some- Do your like, own research? Do my own research. <laughs> I needed to DYOR in return to this. So I've gone uh, to a second source. This is what we've got to do. So this is from a, a doctor on uh, WebMD, which again, you know, WebMD not necessarily the uh, like, you know, but it is at least a medical website, WebMD, right? Yeah. Uh, but I also did type in ways you're drinking water wrong because I wanted somebody to really get on the front foot. So here's 10 ways we're drinking water wrong. Let's see if any of them correlate with uh, what, what you had on your website. Okay, well, let me okay. just recap quickly. So yeah. uh, always drink lukewarm water, drink while sitting, drink slowly, start with warm or hot water, avoid while eating. Okay. Okay. So uh, here's 10 ways you're drinking water wrong. One, using bottles with BPA. So, uh, you know, like a lot of plastic bottles. Petro, you can get like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that one makes sense, right? Yep. Uh, second, believing the cold water myth. Oh, okay, interesting. Excellent. This is where, this is where we get yeah. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. Cold water doesn't narrow your blood vessels or make food harder to digest. Yeah, boy. It's an easy way to cool down and hydrate when you're hot. If you have a cold 
Warm water will help thin your mucus, but that's about it. Right. So there you go. Cold water's back on the table, baby. <laughs> yeah. Get me some ice blocks. <laughs> All right. Adding sliced fruit or veggies. Uh, it may make your water tastier and more refreshing, but if you're not careful, oh, here we go. Oh, Because I, I love some fruit or veggies in my ice water. What, what's your favorite? Cucumber, lemon, orange? Quite like a cucumber, a mint. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but but pretty much anything where they've gone to the effort of putting some fruit or some veggies in it, and I'm into it. Um, but here we go. Turns out I'm making a big and deadly mistake. Charlie, deadly? Because, well, it might make your water tastier and more refreshing, but if you're not careful, it can also fill it with foodborne illness like salmonella uh, and E. coli. Yeah. I, see, I get that feeling with mm. – especially when you're at hotels – in your foyer, yeah. and you'll and see one, got of those, one of those. Yeah, yeah, and you'll see the lemons, and I'm always like, oh, the, "How long's that fruit mm. been in there? I don't know if that's good." I know, and I always have that water. <laughs> because the <laughs> okay. other thing I know about water is, like, you're not meant to wash your vegetables. You're meant to wash your veggies just before you eat them. If you wash them and put them in the fridge, that actually speeds up the degradation or the decomposition of, of yes foods. So I can't. All right. Yeah, go on. Here we go. And not drinking with alcohol. So you obviously they're just saying alcoholic drinks are diuretics, which means they trigger your body to make more pee, and peeing a lot can lead to dehydration. So you should be drinking one for one for every cup of coffee or alcoholic drink. Um, not downing a full glass with pills. Oh, what don't kind of pills? just drink a. <laughs> <laughs> to drink lots of water when I was <laughs> taking pills. <laughs> I was definitely getting my three litres a day <laughs> back in those days. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink enough to get them down your throat. Use vitamins and medication as an opportunity to hydrate. Drinking a full glass of water also helps you keep medicine from getting stuck in your esophagus and irritating it. It helps your body better absorb water-soluble vitamins too. How do you go with pills? Are you good with them or do you like get all scared and – Gag and shit. What do you reckon? Yeah, scared um, and gag. <laughs> no, I'm actually pretty good with pills. I have to look away for needles. You had a lot of practice in your 20s. <laughs> pills are fine. Um, adding anything artificial. Like okay. what? I like cordial. So flavors, sweeteners. Um, but you're fine with fruit and veg. Just okay. wash them first, basically, is what they're saying. What about those, like, you know how what's really trendy is – um, like greens, you know, you put powdered greens. Everyone, like every celeb, seems to be pushing powdered greens. I wonder if, like, is that a legit thing? What I mean, again, without let's get to the end of this. But I am interested in the powdered greens because I was sent some in the mail, and I have not used them yet, but I have them like with me. And I was like, I wonder if I should like, I wonder if this is again like absolute bullshit, or whether I should actually. Try these things and see if they work. Have you ever even tried yeah, them? Yeah, the I was sent the yeah. same. I was sent the same thing. Oh, is that what it came for? It came yeah, I think through I, the podcast. I, I think it came via the podcast. Um, mm. But uh, I bet even before that, Jem was ordering them. Um, similar thing, but it was a, a, a slightly different take. But it was to some famous actress. I can't remember her name now. Um, but she was endorsing. But Jem couldn't. Jem has a slight allergy to onion and garlic, and I think that is part of the. The, the, the dehydrated greens is they, they, they ground that up. But I quite like, I mean, I didn't notice any spe- like particular difference in my health or well being. But what I liked is it gave me motivation to drink water first thing in the morning because I hate drinking just like just plain water because it, it tastes disgusting, especially after, with morning breath. But if you put a bit of that stuff in there, I'm more inclined to drink it. Now, I, I, I think I read that you meant to, are you meant to like, Drink it and then like eat something within some period of time afterwards, or oh, do you just have know. it by itself? I would just have it first thing in the morning before breakfast, mm. but that wasn't a that wasn't a prescriptive thing. That was just when I was having it. But you like, meant to have it on an like, empty stomach. If you were like, oh well, I'm fine to have it on an empty stomach. But if you're like me, and sometimes I don't like to eat until lunchtime, like it's mostly just like coffee and whatever. Would it be fine to have some in the morning or would I feel sick if no. I didn't eat afterwards? No, 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 no. No, it's not like that's not filling or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, Well, no, but it's it's, it's like it's a, it's just like a drink. It, it tastes sort of – the flavour is slightly sweet, not not like, cord, like a, a protein powder or anything like that, but it's – 
it's it, it it doesn't taste like vegetables. It just tastes like slight slightly sweet water. Okay. Uh, not reaching for it when tired is number seven. So feeling fatigued and don't know why, it could be a sign of dehydration. You don't have to be sick or exercise hard to get dehydrated. You lose water every day. So that's interesting. Um, well, that's what not- I always say about hunger as well, right, that, that hunger dehydration is mistaken for hunger. Here's another one. Not taking your time. This is relevant to our interests. A glass or two of water is fine. But don't wake up and chug a gallon. <laughs> like exactly no, what we've been doing. <laughs> there's no evidence it kickstarts your metabolism. And you don't want to drink a lot before bed and spend all night in the bathroom either. <laughs> that disrupts your sleep. Sip slowly throughout the day. So, okay, so this is why you're sipping slowly is to spread it out throughout the day. Experts recommend no more than one litre an hour. What? Oh, oh yeah, that would yeah. be that would be fine. I would I would – Smash a later in the morning and then probably not have any for a while after that. Okay. Well, I feel like I've been drinking the right way then. I don't feel like such a moron. <laughs> been drinking I don't the think, wrong way. I don't think that number nine is going to bother either of us because I don't think either of us are particularly drinking out of rivers or streams. But uh, to, <laughs> if you are, I used to, do, you, do you? I used to, no. Well, no. I used to work with a guy who claimed that he never drank water. He said he uh, well, he drank water in things like coffee and tea, of course, and, and he would drink because he was still alive. So yeah. he was obviously getting water in somehow. Yeah, of course. But he was uh, and but red wine. He said that he just mm. never thinks to drink water. He, in fact, he doesn't like the taste of water. I wonder what is going on in his insides. Yeah, I mean. Like, I guess, yeah, it would be interesting to know if you're just not drinking water straight, whether you're getting enough water through other things that it doesn't matter. So the number 10, this is this is kind of – this one throws a bit of a spanner into the mix but also reinforces some of the things that we did think we knew. So not drinking enough. Your body is mostly water and uses it in many ways. It helps digestion and it can ease and ward off constipation or trouble pooping. Okay, so your mate who probably never drank water probably had real bad constipation. It also flushes out toxins, stops kidney stones from forming, so that's all, all checks out, and hydrates your skin. The recommended minimum daily amount, so here we go. All right. Is this in is cups? In cups. Okay. Is, is it- 11.5 cups for women oh. and 15.5 cups oh. for men. How many? What's cups in liters? Is that three liters? Mm, how many cups in a liter? <laughs> We're learning a lot. <laughs> this, how many cups in a liter? Uh, Four point two, let's say. Okay, cups in a liter. So that's four liters a day. Mm, it is. It does feel like oh, four, no, three, three liters. Four liters. Well, three liters three and a half. A day. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, that was kind of what I was drinking when I was at my peak kind of, you know, getting fit thing was like three litres was the minimum. And then I had bodybuilders saying to me that when they're training for a show, they'll be drinking six litres. They're stripping off as much as they can because they they want to like flush all those steroids. <laughs> <laughs> toxins. Toxins. All those toxins. <laughs> no, that is like it's not, not just steroids. I mean, not steroids. No. I mean, maybe growth, steroids. Who knows? Human growth hormone. And- <laughs> no. There's, <laughs> you know. there's legal supplements is what yeah. I meant to say that have- Legal-ish. Uh, supplements. Semi-legal. <laughs> yeah. Stuff you get from Russia is what I'm talking <laughs> but, about. But there's some things that are in a grey area, both yeah. medically and legally, <laughs> that you can definitely use. Um. Yeah, uh, they would drink six liters of water a day. But even drinking three liters a day, I was going to the bathroom all the time. Like I'd say in the course of a night, I'd probably get up two or three times to go to the bathroom. It was very, very annoying. But to go back to my primitive man thing, like he wasn't drinking three liters. She, they weren't drinking three liters of water or 3.5 liters of water a day. They're just drinking when they can. They might have been. Wow, they have no water bottles. <laughs> oh, I know, but they probably just stayed close to the river or the source of the water. Do you think that they were like- The two they, ways they could drink. They stayed near the waterfall that so they could stand under and drink My point from. being like, you know, you know, yeah. like you could drink a litre and a half, a litre a day and feel kind of satiated, I would think, without like massive physical exertion. But that's a lot of water. Like we sort of got to a state now where- 
when that's too much. Like if you ask any old bloke, they're like, why is everyone carrying water bottles around? Like back in my day, we'd drink water from the tap and that was it. But now like everyone's so what? Is there some conspiracy from big water? Are they pushing this? Because oh, there's there's been a commercialization of water. There's no doubt about that. Like, I mean, when the yeah the big cola companies, you know, it started getting their own brands of water, then water became this you know commodity that they could add value to. So, yes, there is some incentive that. But this all seems to be based on medical research. I would imagine in more primitive times, like you're mostly drinking water though, because it's not like there's a Coca Cola machine like in the cave. You know, like. I guess when you're drinking liquids of it all or whatever nourishment you're getting from like vegetables or plants or whatever it is that like your body is basically back in those days, you're not making drinking water as like some sort of vanity decision, like and overlooking all the other choices of beverages that you have, like you're drinking water because it's the thing that helps you stay alive. I guess that's my question though, is it is a vanity thing now. It's like a, it's a privileged position to be in to drink water to maintain perfect skin and digestive function and stuff. But Surely they were, they weren't caring about that. They were just like, "I'm thirsty. I'm going to drink something," and that's all they needed. And now it's like everyone's got an Evian bottle on their way to Pilates. Yeah, because we've moved beyond the point of bare minimum survival. <laughs> I'm saying let's go back, Will. <laughs> all right, Joe Rogan. Let's <laughs> all be savages. <laughs> But, I mean, of course, many of the things that are served back to us through like capitalism or the wellness industry or whatever are basic tenets and principles of health that we've moved away from, that like the world has moved us away from. Like, and and then it's about, yeah, getting back to these things that originally. But then again, like, you know, this- I, like within our lifetimes, people used to smoke cigarettes like in, in restaurants. Like, mm. you know, you go back like 100 years and people are like, you know, doling out cocaine as medicine to everybody. Like, I mean, I, you I, know, I, it's not like every time was a healthier time than the time in which we live. You're right. And it's also just like, like you say, it's a marketing thing. I mean, that's what the Liver King's entire sort of scam was built on was the ancestral tenants. You know, there was a time when we'd walk around barefoot and we didn't have gyms and so we just – lift things and carry things and that's what I'm suggesting. It's like, yeah, but you're also taking a shit ton mm. of like steroids as well. I'm pretty yeah. sure they they weren't part of the ancestral tenants. And you're also on Instagram, which yeah. I'm pretty sure wasn't <laughs> part of the old ancestral way of living either, to be honest. But you could, you and I are of a generation mm. where we remember a time pre-bottled water. Like it, would, it feels like early 90s. That's my memory of it. It sort of came in. And I remember at the time scoffing, thinking how stupid this is that – People are buying water, paying for water in a bottle. And then within, what, five years? It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's all just well, – you know what? The world needs more plastic. Oh, and those plastic bottles are terrible for the environment, but they're also terrible for the water. And and then they added marketing to this. Like, I mean, it, it, there are obviously places in the world and even places in Australia that used to be where you, the, you were probably not recommended to drink the water that came out of the tap. But – in most places in Australia at the moment, like there's not much excuse for – like I, when I'm at home, I always fill up just out of the tap and like, you know, put it in the fridge. Yeah, apparently that cold water was or is not now killing me. I can't remember. I think we I think we got some new research that said it's fine. I can drink cold water. Um, and, yeah, of course, it's ridiculous to buy bottled water in that scenario. But – you know, it's become very commonplace. Well, film sets and TV sets for me were always like so much. The, you see so many plastic bottles everywhere because it's obviously you've got, you know, a bunch of crew and talent working around and you need to make sure they're hydrated. And now I've noticed a shift where everyone's like, just you got to bring your own bottle. We will have one central like tank. You can go for your bottle from there. There might be a few like bottled water uh, slabs that they can take if they're going on location or whatever, but – that's like 30 years too late, <laughs> I think. Well, we moved everybody having – so on stage, unless they haven't sent my water bottle with me, that was part of what I went. I went to using instead of – because so many times on stage, obviously, if you're you know, at a venue and they said, do you want water, they're talking about water in a plastic bottle. And I was – I just started to think, that's a terrible – 
look look and message to mm. just be endorsing. Particularly when you see a comedian have two water bottles on stage and they'll open the second one before they finish the first. Is it drive me <laughs> mental? I get that their head's somewhere else and they're just trying to get like moist yeah. in their vocal cords, but it's like just finish the one that's open. Don't have two open bottles on stage. It drives me nuts. So I now have a just a yeah a, like a, a proper water bottle that I use for on stage, but sometimes they don't send it or whatever, and it's not better for the environment for me to just go and buy a new one for one night in a different place. So occasionally, you'll go back to using bottled water in that situation, and you think it feels like that. You know, when you think about what is it about today's society that in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, we will look back on and go, I cannot believe that people did that. Bottled water definitely feels like vaping, one of those things. Vaping, yeah, vaping bottled water. Bottled water. <laughs> um, oh, gonna, there'd be a heap of stuff. Like there'd be a heap yeah. of kind of cosmetic surgery that you'd be like, you're putting what under your skin? You're injecting what into your muscles? Like all that kind of stuff. I think surgery – in you know, two hundred years time, they'll be. I'll be like, Can you believe they used to cut people open? They used yeah. to cut people open with a hacksaw, with thread. <laughs> <laughs> they would sew them with thread and hope the skin would just like bond back together. Like Jesus, like how archaic. Talk about the dark ages. People used to actually have sex. They would put the penis in the vagina. Disgusting. <laughs> Since we've moved to proto-sex, that's so much better. You just mail your sperm to where you want the egg to where you the egg it. is. And, yeah, you mail it? It's weird that the mail system No, no, mail stands for oh. modern uh, active oh, yeah. <laughs> intercourse leverage. Okay. It's all done digitally. <laughs> Of course. Well, I want to get to the mailbag. Um, M A I L. Yeah, the modern active intercourse leverage mailbag. Great. <laughs> uh, Quantum Leap really uh, captured a lot of people's imaginations, uh, and to the point where we keep talking about it, even on our other podcast, Two Guys One Cup, which comes out every Tuesday on the Listener app. Right? You should sign up and listen to it; it's really good. Um, but Hugh Tidy, uh, who does the music for two guys, one cup. He heard our discussion around quantum leaping into a conductor and he had this to say. Hi, guys. I wanted to weigh in on your discussion regarding whether or not Will could get away with conducting an orchestra if he found himself unexpectedly on the podium. Now, just uh, for people who maybe didn't hear the quantum leap episode, what was your strategy for if you suddenly found uh, yourself in any situation, of- I would immediately <laughs> confess to everybody that I'd lost my memory. <laughs> and I would... <laughs> I don't. I know that you think this is a controversial approach, but I honestly think it is the only way that you can possibly handle these situations. Like people would just, you say, I don't know if it's long COVID, I don't know if it's like whatever, but just I cannot like concentrate on any thoughts today. I think people would be very forgiving of it. You all know what you're doing. I'm just going to get up there so that no one panics and fakes it. Like you know, I think that. So what? What is that? So with the orchestra, the thing that I was saying, I guess was. That of course there is a role for the conductor ordinarily. Of course there is, like you know, to keep them all in time and all those sort of things. I imagine, but I think if I said to the orchestra beforehand, "Hey, I need you guys to just like do it today. You've all got the music in front of you. It's there on the it's there on the stands. You're all professional musicians. I'm just going to stand up the. I've lost my memory. I'm going to stand up the front and wave the stick around so no one panics. I think they could get the job done." She says, when I'm not writing silly jingles for Two Guys, One Cup, I'm actually a classical percussionist. It's funny, isn't it, percussionist? Because like you, I always instinctively pronounce it percussion, like P-R-E, oh. when it's actually percussionist. Precussion, the people yeah. who play what before the percussionist. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just say the word the way that it's pronounced. Percussionist. I always say percussionist. precussionist. Mm. Like hostable. <laughs> We're going to go to hostable. Hostable. Uh, percussionist, and I regularly perform with professional orchestras. I'm sorry that I'm not a doctor. I've worked with numerous conductors of varying abilities, and I can tell you, depending on the piece of music, you could definitely get away with quantum leaping. The orchestra would know immediately that something was wrong, but they would stop watching you and just follow the concertmaster, which is the first violin that sits closest to the conductor. Well, that's kind of... What I thought, I thought they'd maybe just have read the sheet music, but that makes sense that it would be a second a tier down. There's yeah. a second in charge. Yeah, that's right. 
in case of emergency, break glass. I mean, it is an interesting moment, though, in which, like, do they all immediately, does every section of the orchestra immediately clock onto the fact that, like, if they, because they've obviously got to be in sync with one another. And if one section's like, oh, hang on, but the other section's like still following me, waving my arms around, like, it would need to be a group decision made on the spot and with, with immediate precision and synchronicity, right? Oh, yeah, I know, but because I think they're all still playing the music. It's not like immediately if I start w- w- stop waving my arm, everyone just stops. Like he's not controlling them in that sense. Like if you're a musician and you're playing the piece in front of you and you're all in time and you're all in sync together, if I start just waving in the wrong direction, you're not just going to s- – follow me for the changes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think the other thing is with the conductor, the perfect idea, because the idea is in that situation, I imagine that you're trying to convince an audience that everything is still okay. You're not trying mm. to convince the, yeah, orchestra. The, the orchestra know how to do what they, they're doing in that situation. So all your back is to the is to the audience. So this is a perfect opportunity for me to institute my I've lost – I would just be mouthing, I've lost my memory. <laughs> I don't know. I have lost my memory. I don't know what to do. Please don't follow these things. I'm waving my hands so nobody else knows yet, but I do not know who I am and what I'm doing. It would be so hard I've to hear. I'd just memory. be sitting there playing the violin going, is he singing along? Does he know there's no I'm words to lost? this piece? It's who is to the joy? second in charge? <laughs> yeah. I have lost my memory. Uh, Hugh continues, with some conductors, this happens more often than you might think. There are also some chamber orchestras that frequently perform without a conductor and rely exclusively on the concert master. Whenever orchestras do education concerts for school children, they will always invite a kid from the audience on stage to conduct a short piece. And of course, the orchestra completely ignores them, but all the kids love it. Okay, mm-hmm. so that. That's a specific set of um, uh, uh, criteria and circumstances there. There are, however, situations in which this would be an absolute disaster. I often work in the orchestra for the ballet, and in this case we rely heavily on the conductor as we can't see the stage. Uh And so the conductor is our only connection to the dancers. If they didn't know what they were doing, the whole show would fall apart. There are also several symphonic pieces that rely on the conductor to show clear rhythmic and tempo changes that would be similarly disastrous. Ultimately, there's no way you'd fool the orchestra and you'd be immediately fired following the performance. But depending on the music, the concert might not be the disaster. So you're not getting through a week. Can't fire me if I've got a medical condition that means that I've <laughs> lost my memory. That's I'm going to sue you. Absolutely. I'm going to yeah, sue you. Yeah, exactly. sue you. This is my quantum leap. I'm constantly involved in a series of lawsuits against people for unfair dismissal. Wrongful dismissal. The other thing that caught fire uh, amongst our social medias is our – well, let's just say this, Will. The king is dead. Long live the king. We jumped the gun. Donut King apparently is thriving, not only in the northern states but in New South Wales. Uh, Bobby said, guys, I just want to write in about good old DK the King. In episode 420, appropriately, you guys discussed Donut King, not ironically or in a stone away, true growth from the Tofop days, eh, uh, from the early Tofop days. But if you said, you said there's no Donut Kings in Sydney, look, I'm born and raised in western Sydney, the Blue Mountains region, Penrith, Hawkesbury. And basically, every shopping centre has a Donut King still. There are three in Penrith alone. And then he lists them. Penrith Westfield, Penrith Nepean Village, Penrith Southlands, Blacktown Westfield, Richmond Marketplace, Windsor Riverview, and Mount Druitt Westfield. This is not really helpful information and nothing no one will ever need, but it feels very appropriate for TOEFOP. Keep up the good work and congrats on the number one medical podcast that's number one amongst medical professionals. This actually makes me happy. We weren't. I, if it came across as dis- disrespectful to the king, then we throw ourselves at the mercy of the, the mercy of the of the of the king because we were saying it's the best, still the best donut franchise going around, despite all these fancy pants, you know, boutique donut shops coming into vogue. Donut King is still the best, so I'm I'm this news makes me happy. Well, also we did sort of think that it more it was more at home. In the like, I'm not saying by the way, because like the actual, you know, as we all know, the population heart of Sydney is actually in that part of the world, like you know, but it feels like they've moved out of like they've sort of said, you know what, your fancy new ones can have the inner cities, 
That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're Melbourne That's your Melbourne, Sydney. Hardware if you want to pay, if you want to pay nine dollars for a donut, and you want to have like comic book characters made out of like icing sugar or whatever on top of it, then have that. That is absolutely fine. Like you can have that area. We seed that ground. If this is a battle for the hearts and minds of the nation, mm, then we're the willing to concede. Like we're not going to fight a battle that we're yeah. not going to win. You know, it's like it's like Donut when one- King is is William Wallace. Yeah. Like there has been this like imperious force that has come in from the outside and he stood his ground and he said, no, the king will not cede this ground. I am for the people. Exactly. And so he has planted his flag in shopping centres yeah. all around Australia and he refuses to see it. Like freedom. I want to see the Donut King give a rousing speech. But I can take our cinnamon, our cinnamon basins, but they'll never take our jam rolls. The, the Donut King, is there is there a cartoon like um, – Did he ever have a persona? Yeah, did he ever have a persona? Like is there a, like an image that goes with the, with the Donut King? No, I don't think so. Really? That's interesting to me. Like it's amazing. Because the Donut King you- is a symbol, Will. Right, yeah. Oh, that's right. It's it's not an actual king. It's an idea. Yeah. And if you can make yourself an idea, then you're bigger than any one individual, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so long live the Donut King. That's uh, that's great news. I mean, if you want to keep sending us in locations for Donut Kings, I'm happy to give them a free plug. Maybe they'll sponsor the show. I mean, we've got our powdered greens, but what I'd really love is some powdered sugar donuts. Um, <laughs> some sweet, sweet powdered sugar. Uh, uh, so just a, a bit of housekeeping. As you're aware now, uh, FOFOP uh, is now part of the TOFOP feed. So every Friday you'll find FOFOPs um, uh, popping up in the TOFOP feed. If you've still subscribed to FOFOP feed, you should just switch over to TOFOP. We'll keep it up and running. There's a little kind of message there that's directing you to the TOFOP feed. But we're just, you know, the thing about getting more professional is the professionals who work around us say, hey, you guys potentially could have one of the biggest podcasts in Australia if you'd simply consolidated all the podcasts you do rather than spreading spreading them over like five different channels. So after 13 years, we're like, oh, you know, that's good advice. Maybe we should sort of keep all our podcasts in the one place. I mean, it kind of, it's one of those things that's embarrassing how much sense it really makes. Like even for our sake, for the pure levels of extra administration we somehow had put in the way of all this, all over. For what reason? Like for absolute no reason. So um, the truth is that like FOFOP always should have been in the TOFOP feed. And the only reason that it really wasn't was that we – I think that originally the idea was we didn't know if you were going to be able to come back to the show and we didn't want it to feel like you'd been replaced in the show or that it was my show that somehow I just did with different people. And so it was a separate thing. But now we know that it's absolutely not that. We're a blended family now at Fofop, Charlie. (laughs) Like, you know, it's good. It's like one of those, there was some trouble early on, you know, with the new dad and the old dad and, you know, what the roles were. And now it's just that perfect blend where, like, you know, it's like having two dads. (laughs) (laughs) We also have another podcast that I mentioned, uh, Two Guys, One Cup, which is exclusive to the listener app. It's a lot like this. Um, with some footy talk that comes out every Tuesday, and we do our tips on a Thursday. And philosophy is back. Great news! It is. It is unintentionally back, but I think it is definitely back now because we are episodes ahead, and we are booking in new guests as we go. Um, at the moment, and I don't know how this will go in the long term, but at the moment, I've decided to rejig what it is that I'm doing with it, just a tiny little bit, and the. The major difference is that at the moment I'm just talking to comedians again. I'm back to just like it had obviously become a podcast where, you know, I was talking to people that were outside the comedy world, but I just feel like I've missed having conversations with comedians. So it is both comedians you will have heard of, but like maybe some comedians that you've never heard of and you get to hear about for the first time. And I'm really going to try to like highlight and showcase some people that maybe you haven't heard of before on the podcast. So I'm really excited about that and and doing it that way and you can find all our podcasts at tofop.com and if you want to support the show you go to patreon.com slash a tofop plenty of bonus material in there you get ad-free versions of every show including philosophy and fofop tofop of course you get bonus episodes you're about to record a new bonus tofop right now and you get amazing artwork by james fosdyke and uh will you've got some shows coming I do. Sydney Comedy Festival. By the time they yeah. hear this. Well, this is, yeah. I reckon I Sydney Comedy Festival weeks. will be 
Either we either will have happened last week or we'll be this Friday night. So you either missed it and boo, or um, it's on in a couple of days. Please come uh, Friday at the Edmore, Saturday in Chatswood, and then there are Sutherland Shire gigs that come after that at some stage. If you, if those two have already passed, um, then after that, Perth. Uh, haven't been in Perth since pre-pandemic, so we'd love to see you out at the Perth shows. Uh, Brisbane Comedy Festival, all selling very fast. And then there's Townsville and some other places that are all... Wyong, I think, is already on sale. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of other places on sale. Comedy.com.au. And you can find clips of the show, highlights every week, uh, Tofop TV on YouTube. And you can find us online at Tofop on Twitter and Instagram. But that's it. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Yeah.